0: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Alex and this week I'm joined by Chris
1: Tilley. Hello, pod people. And Rich Park, You've not been on the podcast for a long time. Hello. No, I haven't. It's been before Christmas, maybe 2.50. I was going to say before Christmas. It's only the second podcast we've done Mm. since Christmas. You weren't on any of those. I haven't been. Yes, that's correct. Uh, While
0: you are on the podcast, let's briefly uh, address some of the issues that people have had with uh, a few of the podcasts. Okay. So apparently they were skipping uh, three or four uh, episodes ago. Okay, yep. And then uh, in the last episode that we put together, uh, there was some drilling going on. And there was uh, a few cuss words, which you didn't edit out.
1: I didn't. Why not? I wasn't told that there was any. So? Well, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing through. So that would be why that they're on there. When you write a piece, Chris, do you read it all the way through before you publish it? Yep. Yeah, I do Actually multiple times. Yeah. Mm. There is another reason as well. Um, Gav actually edits the podcast too. So, oh,
0: are you blaming it, Gav? Is
1: well, that essentially which, what you're doing? Which episode was it? It was the last one, the big yeah, fat... Yeah, Gav did that. You liar. He did that one. Did, you, did he? Yeah. Right. Definitely did.
2: Uh, Daniel has to take some responsibility, doesn't he? Because he's the one that noted down the time of it. So wouldn't he then? Take Either the, way, it's not my fault. Not it's mine. not your no, fault. No. So,
0: and you're the only person here. No one So, you're
2: on yeah. so
1: I'll, I'll take the blame. Well, for I
2: i mean, I've not been able to watch it back, so I'm too embarrassed. But well, I, I vaguely I remember just getting bad. annoyed that I wanted us to carry on talking through it rather than acknowledge it. it was and, a long and, podcast, and
0: just like this one is going to be at this rate. Yeah. Anyway, how was your Christmas and New Year?
1: Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty quiet one, actually, to be honest. Just spent the week in Portsmouth with my mother, Poppy. Pompey, Pompy, Pompey boy, and. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> you just can't help it. I can't help it, As soon no. as
0: Portsmouth is mentioned, it just blurts out. I
1: know. Um, and <laughs> didn't go and see them play on Boxing Day. Oh, I don't think it was a very good result, anyway. Yeah, okay. I didn't realise you were a football fan.
0: I'm not. Okay. So that's I didn't prob- go see them play. <laughs> so that's probably why you didn't see them play, yeah.
1: yeah. And then New Year's, I just spent in with my girlfriend and my friend, and that was it. But a and we, we played Monopoly mm, and watched okay. the fireworks was it like strip monopoly (laughs) what's going to you i don't know (laughs) how how do you play strip monopoly is that part of the community chest um (laughs) oh (laughs)
2: maybe
1: i'm not even gonna go down that i don't know yeah that that was my christmas and new year share your chest with the community i will not do that okay what about you chris uh lots lots going on i did go to football on boxing day yeah did you yeah i watched Palace.
2: palace lose to southampton um I, yeah, did the same. I went and stayed with Richard's mum. No, I um went back to Croydon, spent it there uh, with the family, played some games. We played Trivial Pursuit. Good won, game. Won one game, lost one game. Um, Good to see you keep records of how well you're performing. <laughs> you got, you know, over the last 10 years, they're all up here. Is it? No, of course not. And then went to Venice for New Year's, which was rather exciting.
1: Mm. That's pretty fancy. Went
2: with the missus, bit of a last minute trip, three nights in Venice, and it was beautiful. Did you and propose? Freezing. I did not propose um, indeed it all went a bit strange on New Year's Eve okay <laughs> we went to a party we bought t- we went to a theatre and then they sold us tickets to the party they were having afterwards and yeah we were the only straight people at the party and two two gentlemen took a real shine to me <laughs> did they follow me around for most of the night they made they made friends with us early on in the night kept asking for my Facebook details not hers, and that's when I started thinking oh this is a bit odd (laughs) and then they disappeared and came back again and it turns out they were the evening's entertainment they were um, shirtless big muscly guys shirtless with wings and see-through tights and no underwear and they were like angels who were going around kind of just groping people pretty much Wow. So that's how I spent New Year's Eve. Wow. <laughs> that's loads bizarre. Of, loads of pumping house music. <laughs> just, wow. It was not what we were expecting. I mean, you go to Venice and you choose that. We, we, thought we'd gone, we thought it was a cabaret evening we were going to, but it turns out they... You didn't
0: realise you were going to be the end the <laughs>
2: yeah, They were the cabaret, these two blokes. and it, Apparently, something like cabaret seating in, in, in Italy means just seats around the side. It doesn't mean you're going to see a cabaret. So it's a bit...
0: <laughs> right. Well, you learn something every day.
2: How about you, Alex? What What was yours? Uh... Uh,
0: well, uh, on Boxing Day, I was going to go and see The Hobbit, but I was so hungover that I couldn't actually do anything. Wow. So did you just drink alone on Christmas Day? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Started, that was my, first present to myself was kind of a tenant's extra. What <laughs> time? About, about half seven in the morning. Wow. That's not true. <laughs> of course it's not true. <laughs> The fact that you thought it might be true. <laughs> I'd wrap a can of Tennant's Extra and give it to myself
2: out of
1: my stockings.
0: Stocking. <laughs>
2: what, what were you drinking? Those little brandy chocolates all day. I did get some of
0: those, actually. Uh, so my father-in-law, he sometimes works in Germany, and he bought me back this uh, Magnum of uh, like winter beer, German mm-hmm. winter beer. That was about kind of 6%. So I started that. And that lasted 20 minutes. It didn't last Just after lunch, actually.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, Just you as well You weren't sharing it
0: uh, I gave a little bit To one of uh, My Oh god I don't know how family works But my wife's Brother's (laughs) Fiance I don't know what that makes (laughs) Her to me Anyway Um, I shared a bit of it there So I had Yeah I finished that by Just gone lunch And then I had Four big bottles of Like quite strong IPA So when it came around To playing um, I can't even remember The game we were playing Oh Scrabble That was it It was a little bit heated (laughs) And I lost Oh, dear. Yeah. Alex doesn't
2: like to lose. I kept on going out the room. <laughs> I
0: kept on falling asleep and <laughs> coming back into
2: <laughs> On Boxing Day evening, I made a bit of a mistake. We were playing charades with my family and my extended family. And there are a lot of kids there. And I, I, I went off and came up with all the, st- the names to put in a hat. Mm. So I wanted to make them ones that everyone would know. Yep. And, then, uh, and that was all good fun. And then all the kids went off to do other stuff. And so I had to do a new batch. And I thought, oh, I'll make these ones a bit more adult. So I put stuff like Fifty Shades of Grey in there. Jim, right. will, Jim will fix it. Just some a bit more controversial, these ones. Yeah. Yeah. And we were about halfway through, and then the kids came and rejoined. And I hadn't told anyone that I'd done this. Oh and I was God. a bit pissed, and I'd forgotten. And then it was just a bit weird when the kid pulls <laughs> out, you know, and the six-year-old pulls out Fifty Shades of Grey. Wow. Yeah. Oh, dear. I, I ruined Christmas. Chris. I ruined Christmas. All good fun, though. And now anyway, we're into a new year. We are. Well, obviously, we did last year's... Uh, last week's podcast, but we recorded that at the 10
0: end of um, 2014. Yeah. But now mm. we're back. The first live podcast we've done for this year.
2: So it's going to be a good one.
1: Yes. Hopefully. Kickstart the year.
2: And I've got some news. No, you haven't. Why? Because I said didn't we're in a new one, New Year, because we we're going to do resolutions next. Oh, go on then. I haven't got any.
0: Well, you put it on the... You <laughs> I know put that. It on <laughs> That's because I
2: haven't got any. <laughs> my my
0: New Year's resolution is to not, not make it... Oh, my
1: God. It's a giant speed problem. Come on,
0: Al. <laughs> to not make a resolution that I then break. Right. So you're just not going to make any
1: resolutions. Yeah. That's a it resolution sense, itself, I guess. I know that's cuz co- then he's bre- it. Yeah, but then you- no, but then you're not going to break it. <laughs> Why? No, you are. You've already had <laughs> <one minute. laughs> Oh, this is oh. hard. Rich have you made any new Year's um, resolutions? not really any resolutions, but we are well, I say we uh, is you are actually involved in this, and oh, Gav yeah. and Krupa. Potentially. We
0: have mentioned this on the podcast. I, I haven't yeah, committed to this. The Chris
1: Pratt Challenge yeah. is what we're calling it. So we're all trying to be a bit healthier, mm. exercise a bit more, try and get in shape in the six-month period um, in the run-up to Jurassic World. So, so what's your... Uh, method of keeping fit or getting in shape like Chris Pratt. So I'm eating a bit better. I can't restrict myself too much because I love food. Eating too a bit better. I don't think that's yeah. what the Chris Pratt diet was. No, it definitely. Eating a
0: bit better. <laughs> yeah.
1: right. If I had the 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 Marvel lead role, I'll definitely do it properly. But but that's the whole point of this is to try and make yourself not like. oh I'm just going to get a
0: bit fitter, a bit. Fitter. I'm never going to look like him though. Well, so, okay, but
2: that's one doomed to What's your method of... Well, I'm going to spend the next three or four months lobbying for a role in a Marvel movie. Okay. And if I get one, then I think I will... Who do you think you could play? Oh, man, Black Panther's gone now. And so is Wonder Woman. Oh, that's not... Uh, so is Captain Marvel. Oh, no, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'll be her. Carol Danvers.
1: There you go. I said what-, what... Yeah. What's your method for getting your body you've got the check. part
2: it's, it's March and you've just been
0: you've got the part what are you going to do
2: well wait for the nutritionist that Marvel issues Jeez. to come round and Honestly. The, the personal trainer it um, doesn't
0: sound like you two are taking this seriously
2: I'm not I don't even know if I'm going to do it okay. it's all been a bit slapdash I think I thought well, everyone would, as indicated by Rich I thought yeah. we'd all get together and like do the do like the measuring together
1: the measuring <laughs> oh I don't my know god I to sounds like something you used to do at uni or something <laughs> doing a bit of exercise <laughs> as well though you know yeah not just eating. Yeah, so I'm going to start doing exercise. Both.
2: Uh, cut back on beer and try and eat healthier. I haven't had a beer all week. Me neither. Same. Oh no, oh no, I had one on Monday.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, I haven't. I haven't so had any booze since Sunday. I've been since invited Sunday. for one tonight. I don't know what to do. Have a gin and tonic, healthy. Slimline tonic. Mm. I probably will only drink drink at weekends, I think.
0: Mm. That's my thing. Anyway, this is boring. Let's crack on with the proper news of this year. And the first piece is that Ubisoft sent out a um, a questionnaire to a bunch of people who'd been playing Far Cry 4 to canvas their opinion on where they'd like to see the next game set. Mm -hmm. And there's some quite interesting suggestions in there. So the first one is, would you like to see Far Cry in a remote Alaskan setting with surviving in extreme wilderness. Now, that's a bit... Have you played Far Cry 4?
1: No, not yet. I've so, seen a lot of it. So there's a Himalayas
0: been. level in there, which is yeah. very much like that. You're, you're battling the cold, so you, and you've got to keep oxygenated, if that's the word. I don't know. Uh, but that feels like a bit safe to me. A futuristic sci-fi setting set on another planet. That just sounds like destiny. Yeah. Not <laughs> interested in that. Far Cry games set in the Vietnam War during the 1960s. Which kind of works because yeah. if you think about the the world of uh, Kirat, is that it's obviously a uh, a war-torn like a civil war-torn um, place, mm. but it's you know very much drug-fueled, which could work for the whole kind of
2: nineteen sixties. Yeah. Um, Although, will it not be quite similar then? Yeah, but one set in
0: you know kind of you know Nepal and the Himalayas, mm. the, this would be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess you'd see similar kind of uh, animals and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Um, one set in the cocaine trafficking jungles of Peru that does
1: sound quite that similar. sounds quite cool yeah
0: this one uh, where you fight against or join vampires
1: yep obviously that's very different logical I know
0: predictable it doesn't make any sense hmm. um, so uh, were these ideas
1: did they come straight from yeah uh, Ubisoft sent yeah.
0: out like which of these would you like to see right. tick 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 okay. or whatever it might be so they, they're obviously kind of Thinking about potential um, different environments, and at least it's a bit different from Assassin's Creed, where it's just like uh, it's the same thing but in a different location. Well, I guess mm. this is going to be the same thing but different location, but anyway, a Far Cry game that's set during a zombie outbreak. Please, no, <laughs> don't want that. A uh, spaghetti western style uh, set in the 19th century Americas
1: sounds interesting, but it
0: sounds like Red Dead,
1: yeah, yep.
2: anyway.
0: Lots of other suggestions, but Croydon, the one...
2: Croydon in the mid-90s? That's not on there.
0: <laughs> I would have been in it. There is a sequel to Blood Dragon, which was really, really good. That was the kind of DLC version oh, yeah. of Far Cry 3 that came out in the kind of neon 80s mm. sort of style thing. That was really good. Uh, Mad Max style post-apocalyptic world? No. But the one that everybody will surely click on is Present Day on a Jurassic Park style Island of Dinosaurs. Now mm, that definitely. I would play mm. the shit out of. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't vote for that if you got this and you didn't vote for it then i hate you so, so most people
2: voted for that one
0: well we don't know did okay, they say
2: they'll definitely do what gets voted or is no, this just no but it's
0: it's more a kind of you know canvassing opinion from people who love far cry and i love far cry but that world and we said it for far cry 3 uh, and the same goes for far cry 4 it's so well set up for mm. a jurassic park style yep. thing mm. i would love for it to be the official jurassic do you
2: market? think this is one of those pr exercises then where they've decided to do the dinosaur thing next and they said let's get people on board and make people feel like they're involved by doing this suggesting 10 average things putting one really cool thing in there we'll release the results and show to everyone yeah we, we listen to you we're doing what you've asked us to do
0: maybe like because what so around far cry 3 it came up i can't remember how the rumor came up but it was like they are planning to do something with dinosaurs. And it turned out that yeah. it was uh blood dragon. Right. So rather than dinosaurs, they were just kind of big lizards with things on their heads that fired lasers or whatever it was, I can't remember. But um so I don't know if it's just a continuation of that rumour. I don't know. It's I'd love to see it.
1: I think it's too much of a risk there. Mm. Unless it was the official Jurassic Park game. Is it too close to Jurassic Park or Jurassic World to actually have the right to be there? Oh, they wouldn't be
0: able
2: to turn that game around in be, I, I wouldn't have thought so. No.
1: Yeah, that'd Unless be a way to make
2: a good movie game. Yeah. By them just teaming up with someone oh, who's already making yeah. Good yeah. games yeah, yeah. and just.
0: But, but the, I think adapting
2: the, a, the license. The only problem
0: you would have there is that, yeah, you know, I don't, actually it depends on what the story is yeah. for Jurassic World, but the only thing it might have in common is that it's set on an island that looks a bit like the one in the movie or something yeah. like that's got the same dinosaurs the story might have nothing to do yeah. with it but they go i don't really mind that no 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 as at all. long it's as a it's good a good game first. exactly good yeah.
2: game good film we're all happy
0: but you know i, I still think it's interesting mm. you know it might not be true they might completely ignore all this and make their own game whatever they want to do anyway but you know far cry 4 was probably one of my favorite games of last year and i'd love to kind of see them do something a bit kind of bigger and more ambitious and i think a dinosaur game would be exactly that.
2: maybe we should do something like this on, about the podcast do you what like ask for our where do you want to see the podcast
1: set <laughs> we can do it against the green screen then. yeah so anyway. we well, got this wall or that wall
2: can't shoot against that wall because we'd be, be on, they could behind. the camera they could say on the millennium wheel we could do it but we should so you do it have in to record it wheel. in a
0: single rotation <laughs> yeah. and then, otherwise just as it's coming down it's like oh my god we've got to get all the gear off <laughs> it'll take about like five minutes to set up
2: yeah what it's if someone sweat? Like no that. we'll just do two two guys around oh, It's expensive I bet
0: you have to get off to go back on again as well you haven't thought this through
2: no I mean I'm just I'm or you, or riffing just stand
0: here there? and yeah, we just think. stand there and try and hold the doors closed as we try and record another
2: bit <laughs> <laughs>
1: refuse to get off right um, next piece of news I have the next piece of news uh, so we've got a new Nintendo uh, DS special and ambassadors edition um, so Put your teeth in yeah no, I know I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what I was going to do is I was going to read it as it was. And I thought, do you want no. me to
0: tell you what it is? Yeah So mean. Nintendo. People who are loyal to Nintendo, Yeah, uh, they are being rewarded by being able to purchase a an exclusive ambata- amb-
2: that's oh, Ambassador's
0: heck. Edition <laughs> version of the new 3DS, Yes, which doesn't come out for another few weeks, you see. So not only are you getting the new console first, but you're getting... Uh, it's white and it's got kind of gold lettering on it. I
1: don't yeah. actually think it looks like it. But but so, but it's for select club members. It's not yeah, for all of them.
0: And no, and it's Nintendo hasn't revealed what the criteria are for receiving it. And I've seen a lot of people moaning on Facebook and Twitter saying that you know they've been fans of Nintendo for a long time, they've been part of the VIP VIP club for a long time, and yeah, um, but they haven't got the invite, so it's a bit weird. I and guess
1: presumably they don't have enough consoles to dish out to everyone.
0: I know that, but like. Uh, Like I know, like one of my friends who is probably one of the most hardcore people into Nintendo ever, he didn't get an invite. Right. But yet, one of his friends who Mm. seems to appears to be more casual did, and it's all a bit like. And I think that's what's frustrating people: they don't actually know how people are being picked. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe it's just a case of that they're being picked over the course of a few days, and those people just haven't got their invites yet. But anyway, Um, I think it's quite a nice thing to do. Yeah. It's Europe at, only at the minute. It's, I'm, I'm sure it will come to the US as it well. It
1: looks pretty good. And obviously, if you are into if you are into Nintendo, then you're going to want that. They will be worth some serious yeah. money. A uh, bit like along the, along uh, the silver PS4s or PS1 PS4s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, so if you got one, then let's know what you think. Because um, we did speak to Nintendo about getting one here, but we haven't. I've got a normal 3DS though. I one like of the new the ones. The new ones, yeah.
1: What do you think of it so far?
0: Uh, the battery life is good. Um, we've kind of covered it in the review that we did out of the Aussie office mm. but the battery life is good I do kind of get that feeling that if you've already got a 3DS and there's nothing wrong with it I don't really understand mm. why you would pay all the extra money for it
1: mm. so the extra little analogue stick I haven't used it yet
0: mm. um, And so the, the, the one thing that is better about it is the 3D Is that it, the camera basically tracks your face now so if you move, if you're on the train and it moves you you would have gone out of focus on uh, the old 3DS, whereas it readjusts. Now, okay. the only problem you've got with that is that it's handheld, so you're moving around all the time. The screen readjusts all the time, so right. it goes out of focus anyway to readjust. So I
1: kind of turn the 3D off as I normally do. Yeah, it's quite a commuter device as well, isn't it? So yes. Yeah. Quite difficult. But the battery
0: life is much, much better. Like I've been playing a game that I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm sure anybody who... Well, there's a 3DS game that's coming out soon. Uh, and it's I haven't had to... Um, I haven't had the problem with where the console shuts down and you lose your save, which happened all the time on my old one. Right. I haven't had that at all. Cool. So, Awesome. And, I've, and I'm using the XL version rather than the uh, the old 3DS, so the big screen does look good. Yeah. But if you've got one already, I'm not sure. Nice.
1: I don't have one, actually. I don't have an XL anyway, so No. might be worth getting the new one for me.
2: Yep. What if you've got um, trainers that you have to lace up yourself? Well,
0: soon this year. Well, and it was predicted how many years ago that this day would come. Ah, uh, this is eighty-nine. Yeah. So the prophecy made way back when that Nike would release a pair of self-lacing trainers. Back to the future prophecies is gonna come true. Is it now? It is. So according to Nike, um, there oh, the the guy. Sorry, the guy's got a really crazy name. Um, his name is where is it? Oh gosh. Nike. No, the guy who designs all this. Um <coughs> oh, I had it here Tinker Hatfield <laughs> that's a great <laughs> name exactly right so Tinker <laughs> Hatfield who is um, the company's designer I, Nike's company's designer said that the Nike mags which mm. are the boots in Bachelor Future 2 mm. will come out this year with self-tying laces so they released them a few years ago just as the boot itself without yeah. self-tying laces Yeah. but this year
2: <laughs> how? tie them, I don't know yeah, how do they work you, what's the tech
0: behind well, it they, tell, yeah, tell us more about the story well all he said was this year, he tweeted saying this year it's gonna happen. Wow. He didn't say through a combination of using this kind of different material. <laughs> That's what this, I want to know. Well I don't know. He's not gonna give away his trade secrets.
1: Some kind of memory wire. You know you can get that memory wire that if you heat it up, it goes back into the shape. Do you know what it's more likely
0: to be, I would have thought, is that the laces are there, you put your foot in there, press a button, and all
1: it does is goes constrains yeah. it. It's not actually gonna tie itself, yeah. is it? Nah, yeah, it could look, look like it. I don't know, maybe. Uh, That's I, quite cool. It's not do you reckon, actually tight do you, not. you reckon you'll get some?
2: Um, um, they'll be really expensive. I'm added ass. I haven't bought Nike in 25 years. You're
1: old. one of the biggest Back to the Future fans. I now. am. I might do yeah. the It's so right. geeky. Can though, I just isn't it? say, yeah.
0: like, could you imagine Tilly wearing? <laughs> hang on a minute. Oh, they've gone.
1: I think I already can. I know what they look like. A pair yeah. of those. You'd look oh, no ridiculous.
2: No way. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to wear them. I want to see that. I can only oh, I imagine them the of I'd wear them in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But the ones that
0: uh, came out a few years ago without self-sign laces, they are worth a fortune now. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I, I saw a pair over, over Christmas and it was, either, it was either two grand or four
2: grand. They made the ones for charity as well that you could buy like about a year ago that went to I think they went to Michael J Fox's um, oh maybe it was the same ones yeah then. I think it's the one they, they, were, they yeah. were They were. oh for you know, um, you are right It's yeah. Parkinson's charity yeah, yeah, yeah. oh there you go so, so that's selling why they from... were a fortune because they were very limited edition and oh, they right. weren't
0: but, but yeah I saw uh, there was a, there's a I think it was a US um, trainer store selling a pair um, and they come in this kind of cool well you can see it there cool box and you get like a, a radioactive kind of almost like a flux capacitor thing that comes out yeah.
2: I mean You've I might got, like, wear them if Nike sent me a pair I don't think that's if, if Tinker's listening Tinker
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, awesome that's news, hell of a though. name right
2: that's awesome news I think I'm worried though about the Back to the Future features that are going to happen this year everyone's going to be at it aren't they you know what that's part of the reason I did mine last year yeah. I did my big 10, 10 things you didn't know about Back to the Future mm. feature part of the reason is I knew that this year everyone would be just going or to town just because you got the year on <laughs> no. That was Total Film. <laughs> like most of the okay. internet. That was really? total, Yeah, two years ago. They did a big news story about this is the day when right. that Marty travels forward to in twenty thirteen.
0: There seemed to happen quite a lot of that stuff yeah. was Total Film was, 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 on was, was the one
2: that went viral because they were they're like a well respected film site and they did this news story and then they kind of pretended, Oh yeah, it was just a joke, we were just fooling you. Uh, no you weren't. You you got this <laughs> wrong you got this wrong by two years. That's pretty bad. There was yeah. a thing
1: on Reddit as well where people just kept changing the date, like Photoshopping yeah. mm. it. Of course, or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no so, one knew for sure. What
0: is the actual date? Oh, I don't know.
1: October. Oh, October. October 85. So, it's October. October 31st? 13th? October 13th? We don't know. Yeah, whatevs. Um I have the next piece of news. Do it. Can Arf- you- yes? What? Good? Go on. Okay. Back ah. back back. Uh, Sony has delayed the sales of PS4 in China. So, it's meant to come out on January the 11th and... Next week? Yep, and now it's gone back. By how long? Um, they haven't said, actually. So... Um, the company has yet confirmed the new launch date with a company source telling Reuters there were various issues involved. At- Reuters. How would you say it? Reuters. Reuters. Yeah. Reuters. Okay. Reuters. <laughs> that sounds like some
0: kind of like... Uh, Strip
1: club? Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> like some kind of like shop in the US where... That's just what I've got in my head. Yes, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, there's various issues involved that prolonged the, neg- the negotiations with the Chinese authorities, partly led to the delay. Um, That's crazy that it's still not out there. Yeah. And I didn't actually know that there was a fourteen-year ban on foreign consoles, and that only got lifted last yeah, 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 year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that.
0: But it's I wonder crazy. because obviously in China you get a lot of like imitation iPads. They've even got famously got an Apple store in somewhere in China that's not actually an Apple store. Wow. Mm. Um, and you go in there and you buy knockoff goods and all that. And I, so I wonder if you can already buy PS4s that aren't actually PS4s. I don't know.
1: I'd imagine so. I guess they just don't have the same look or branding. Yeah, but, but a lot but of the a, mimics are quite good, aren't they? But
0: that's it. Apparently yeah. all the iPad stuff that you buy in the fake Apple store looks exactly like it. And it's only mm. when you do kind of performance tests or this, that and the other that you realise it's not the same.
1: Isn't most of the stuff made in China? But it's just it's not uh, sold?
0: Well, I think that is the case with Apple. I don't know about... Uh, I don't know where PlayStations are manufactured. Right.
1: Um, Interesting.
0: But, yeah, well, you would assume that if the consoles aren't available, the games aren't available, but you would have to...
1: Yeah.
0: Naughty, naughty. Bad. But yeah, I just, I wonder, I can't imagine it being a huge success over there. No? No, but just because, well, again, this is purely from what I've seen on social media. It just feels like the black market is so Mm. strong, you know, through piracy, through buying fakes and this, that and the other, that, you know, for it to succeed through the official channels. And if I remember rightly, it was going to be quite expensive.
1: Yeah, I think it worked out to be $486 or something. So... That's not actually that expensive. Isn't that what's what's the current dollar price for PS4? I have no idea. I'll look it up quick. Um, but anyway, um
0: is the Xbox One already out?
1: Um they pushed back the Xbox One in September. Um so basically neither of them are out yet. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they haven't got any kind of new gen consoles. And do you know what? iGen's not in China yet, but we might be soon. Hmm. Huh.
0: You
2: heard it here first. Yeah.
0: Fancy working in the Chinese office. how many consoles to play, but
2: well, we can take our own. For a month? Yeah, the the, the film market over there is booming. Is it? <coughs> yep. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm. As it is in Indonesia. There you go. What's Which the, is exciting because three Indonesian actors have just been cast in Star Wars episode seven, The Force Awakens.
0: The Force Awakens.
2: Uh, three actors from the Raid movies. So uh, I've never seen a Raid movie. Oh, my word. You need to sort that out. You really should, yeah. Maybe
0: I will for the flight over to San Francisco.
2: Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. Uh, so, Ico, uh, who is the star of the Raid movies, who plays Rama in both films, uh, has been cast. And then the actor who plays uh, Mad Dog in mm-hmm. the first film, who's quite memorable because he has the big fight with Ico at the end. And then the actor who plays the assassin in the second film, who has the big fight with Ico at the end, which is... Probably the best fight in both movies, I would say. That one in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, All three of them are going to be in Star Wars. We've we've heard this from Todd Brown at Twitch Film. And I know Todd, and he's probably... Because he's the only one that's that's broken this, but right. he, he, as well as being a film journalist, he produced the Raid movie, so he knows these guys. Uh, okay, so he, he wouldn't be sticking his neck on the line here if he wasn't sure I about it. He
0: produced them, and he's a film journalist. Yeah,
2: it's a bit. If you look at the Raid poster, yeah. the, the the quote at the top of it, it says the best action film of the decade or something. is from Twitch Films. <laughs> wow, that's dodgy. <laughs> bit cheeky. <laughs> um, so it's not known who they'll play yet. So mm. we're now but speculating whether they'll be goodies or baddies. Yeah, all the shooting's done though. Isn't it for episode seven? Um, Yeah, but there might uh, yes, there might be second unit stuff that they haven't done. But equally, Mm. yeah, there might there might be quite a few actors that they've not said anything about. But it could also be CG,
0: presumably. You know, they could be yeah, like ping pong balled up to the eyeballs. Yeah, and then do their thing as uh, Mm. robots or whatever they might be. Yeah, knows? I don't know.
2: Performance capture. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's interesting because you know JJ Abrams is a big. JJ Abrams is a big proponent of, of physical rather than digital stuff. So, yeah. bringing in three guys who can do these tricks without any wires, let alone needing CG. Do they not use
0: wire. They,
2: they they probably will, but when you watch these guys in the raid, it's all about them doing the stuff without any of that. Right. There's, I don't. Know, there's any. There's hardly any wire work in, in the raid. If there is any at mm. all. So is it,
0: um, is it English language the raid? No. Because I wonder, like, will they have speaking parts in?
2: Star- yeah, I, I mean, this is, this is kind of like that when they, they cast <coughs> Ray Park, I guess, in, yeah, yeah. in Star Wars. He, I mean, he was English, but they didn't use his voice. No. So they, might, they probably wouldn't use their voices, I, w-
1: I wouldn't imagine.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing
1: um, they kind of are just being hired because they're so famous for their fighting.
2: Yeah, for their physicality. Yeah.
1: But yeah, you probably won't actually see them doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or you might, Who we just don't know. We do that's, that's pretty cool, It's pretty exciting because all three of them are awesome performers.
1: Yeah. I really like the raids. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah. So I've seen Dread. Which is apparently the same as The Raid, anyway. Uh, it, well, it's, it's, it's a similar storyline,
2: basically. Yeah. It's both, you know, it's people, so, uh, police going into a, a building and then working their way up. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Just, just coincidence, though. Right. And both are thoroughly good movies. Okay,
0: there you go. I will check it out. So that's it for the news of 2015. Uh, last year, 2014, uh, was a pretty big year. Lots of uh, very big movie releases, lots of big game releases. But I've got a chart... Of the top 20 entertainment releases of 2014. Now, this is broken down by unit sales, not by hard cash. Okay. But what do you think number one is? Now, you know. So you I do know. Say. I do know. So... What was the biggest entertainment release of 2014, Rich Bear Park?
2: Oh. Biggest release. But this isn't nothing to do with what's in cinemas. This, okay, uh, this, yes. is, this it's is retail. That's a good yeah. point. Yes. So,
1: okay. Can first, I have my first clue, please? No, well, you, you don't mean, get any clues. No, you just guess on. and then we move on. Otherwise, people are going to oh, get bored. We're drawing a blank already. Um, what came out in 2014? And well, if
2: you have a guess, then I can tell you whether you're hot or oh. whether you're cold. Nah, no, let it go, Alex.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to guess frozen. Well done, Rich. <laughs> I don't know how you got that. Did that
0: come out in 2014? It came out in oh on, 2013 on but retail yeah yeah, yeah. Retail. it came out 10th oh, of, of 2013
1: okay. right got you. in the
0: cinemas but yep. obviously last year was when it went mental okay um, Frozen number the, one yeah, that, yeah so Frozen sense. number one with unit sales of so this is UK by the way uh, just over 4 million uh, unit sales wow. which is quite a lot number two now I don't think you know do you know number two or not no I don't know I don't know any others so this is bear in mind this is a mix of home ends. So DVDs, Blu-rays, music, video games. Video games. GTA
1: Five. No. Because hmm. that came out the year before. Ah, uh, yeah. You're not very good at this. I keep forgetting when what, things have come out. Last year went so far. Call of Duty? Is close. That came in at number three. Assassin's hmm. Creed? No.
2: what
0: very good. The game that reunites reunites unites everyone.
2: Yeah, on FIFA and COD, there or thereabouts every year. Yeah. I mean that's mm. just a given.
0: And that's the thing, right? So FIFA, so Frozen did four million units. FIFA did two point six million, but obviously FIFA is a lot more expensive. Mm. You know, you're going to be paying forty forty five quid for that. Mm. So I do wonder, and I don't have these numbers, but I wonder if that actually pulled in more revenue um, than Frozen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interestingly, the difference between FIFA and Call of Duty was how many is that 8 million uh, sorry 800,000 units which is a lot oh, right. yeah. that's a heck of a lot because so, that just goes to show Call of Duty what three years ago four years ago mm. was the world's biggest entertainment release yeah um, beating all other kind of films music everything but now it's slipped down to number three and you know quite a long way behind um, FIFA number four you'll never guess number four
1: is it music yes Pharrell Williams no <sighs> I would never have guessed this. Um, it's not going to be the Frozen soundtrack, is it? No. Um, well,
2: you... this year has been the year of the... Um, last year, rather, was the year of the solo male singers, English singers. Ed
1: Sheeran? X? You're good at this. Yeah, Ed You're Sheeran. You're good at this, yes. Ah, Ed Sheeran... I couldn't
0: even tell you a single track off that album. Oh, I like it.
2: I really yeah. like it, yeah. Ed Sheeran and Sam Smith
0: oh he does all those pubs doesn't he with all the cheap <laughs> <things out there. laughs> is, he, is he called Sam Smith Sam Smith yeah,
1: yeah. Right. or I call him Sad Smith he's always sad in everything I see him, see him in
0: yeah. what do you call Ed Sheeran
1: just Ed Sheeran yeah. mainly why don't you call him Red Sheeran cause he's oh, good. because he's always oh very good because he's one of mine he's one of my own is that why you like him yeah I have I su- we have to support each other all right. very difficult times
0: uh, was he that popular before he teamed up with Pharrell yes that's the only song that I know. Yeah,
1: because his yeah. first album was also massively successful and yeah, yeah. like best selling of the year, I think. I honestly couldn't tell you a single song by Ed Sheeran. Number five.
2: In five. I, f- I don't know. I think you need. I th- do we, should right, we yeah. just throw out
0: names and see right, we think the what, top 20, or, 20 game. Or, or
1: tell
2: us? It's
0: a movie.
1: Yeah. Guardians. No. X Men. Mm, <sighs> X Men's not on there at all captain america no
2: in between us no
0: <laughs> right let me give you a clue um, hold on right? what uh, about lego oh no that's in top 10 but we're not there mm. yet um <gasps> hobbit yes very good Smaug. Ah, oh, i nice. see my clue was gonna be you're thinking too big i wouldn't have got that oh come on that's a great clue
1: <laughs> i haven't seen it
0: well, it's a hobbit they're small uh, but oh, it's yeah. about a big dragon oh, <laughs> <laughs> speak called, this up it's come on. called The alright number 6 GTA Okay, 5 which kind of makes sense so um, obviously we saw the next gen versions of that come out in November, November last year yep. um, so I'm sure that was buoyed a lot by that now uh, number 7 Sam Smith okay in The Lonely Hour already called it yeah sad isn't it George Ezra what's
2: that he's who's another do? musician he's another singer who's had a good year
0: Budapest uh, he's number 20 wanted on voyage I've never heard of any of these people uh, Oh, now, now this is really sad so let's go number 8 Lego movie number 9 Hunger Games yep. now number 10 this is the biggest travesty ever think of all those stupid people out there in the world and if you are listening to this podcast and you're one of the pers- people that went to- you paid for this then I'm just baffled
2: I think I'm, I reckon this might have come up in our Discussion: A video we did earlier in the week about the most successful British films of the year. Yeah, is it a British film? It is. Oh dear, I know what it is. I it's think k- it's Mrs Brown. It is. It's oh Mrs Brown's nice. boys' Dolby The top ten. Well, it's the most. It's the most popular sitcom in the UK, and it's How? I think the second most comedy of the year and the most successful comedy of the year. So it had the
1: highest ratings on Christmas Day. Yeah, that is. It got higher two. than the Queen's speech.
0: Oh, that I don't. That doesn't surprise I don't me. Know, Who I don't watches watch Queen's I don't know, I don't
1: watch the Queen's Speech? I don't, I don't actually watch that. <laughs> yeah, but, <the> fact <laughs> but that but was your reference yeah, point. Yeah, I think that's quite a good, a good thing to kind of compare it to, though, because I'll, what, Very I'd rather watch the Queen's Speech than Miss Brown's Boys. Uh, well, the Queen's ladies. Speech is
0: normally funnier. So yeah. Oh, honestly, I watched a bit of it and it was so painful. What hey. the movie? No, no, the, the whatever it was. Oh, on right. Christmas Day, and then also last night, um, the last show of Miranda was on. Yep. And that TV show is just not funny. It's terrible, isn't <laughs> it? It's just not funny.
2: You're upsetting a lot of listeners now. I don't now, care. I've it? got
0: my own opinion. <laughs> now, number eleven. Now, that's what I call music. Eighty-nine.
2: Okay. That, uh, my favorite well, I like listen. the year. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed though. though. I didn't realise they still sold so well. I know, mm. well, especially got... in this day and age of, of Spotify and stuff. Yeah. You don't need to buy that, do you? Yeah, but I guess people that have always bought them. Kids as well don't. Are we, but you, yeah. So you... iTunes. Choose... I just think compi... I just but, didn't realise you... compilations were still a
0: thing. It's that thing, like like the stuff that Scarlett will listen to. Is I could either go and buy each individual track, or for paying an extra, not very much more on iTunes, I can get twenty or forty tracks for the similar price. Mm. So, number twelve, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number thirteen, Frozen, the original soundtrack. So number one, Frozen. That was purely that was purely um, DVD, uh, incredible DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, so it's crazy. Gravity, number fifteen. Mm. Number sixteen, Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Number seventeen, in between us, which I think is pretty good because that didn't come out till really near Christmas. Yeah, to Christmas release. Yeah. Mm. Um. So that was obviously a lot of kind of stocking fillers that kind of yeah. thing. Watchdogs, number eighteen. Now that's what I call music. Number eighty-eight. What <laughs> was number nineteen? So there was obviously eighty-nine was the one to get because that yeah. came out later but sold more.
1: But what, so presumably eighty-eight was the year before, wasn't it? Or do they not release one a year? No, I don't think it works like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time you bought a now? I haven't. Probably when I was eleven. There you go. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do for number one hundred.
0: Who knows? And then number twenty, George Ezra.
2: So a good year for Disney princesses and male singer-songwriters and uh, Irish, Irish people that dress trust up cross-dressers. As, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh,
0: oh, so why didn't like the Harry Hill movie have the same level of success as uh, Mrs. Brown's? Oh, it's a good boy question. Boys. It's a
2: good question. The movie. Sorry. I guess that the sitcom's bigger than his show. But yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know why one hit and one didn't. I didn't see either of them, so I can't speak of them critically. And I also,
0: I I can't imagine going to the cinema. I guess this was.
2: How how big was it at the cinema? What Mrs. Brown? It was. It was big. It was. It's about fifteenth most successful film of the year in the UK. Something like that. It probably cost twelve million. Literally nothing to make. Yeah. My Um,
1: my dad loves it, and I have a lot of respect for my dad. But when he (laughs) said he like that, it was. uh, bit of a letdown to be honest but he's the kind of person who would never go to the cinema to see it, but he would definitely buy it on DVD really? in fact I think he got two copies of it this Christmas on DVD well lucky, it's his fault that it's made it into the top man. ten it is. Yeah, lucky man so
0: anything on there that well you didn't expect to be on there I guess like the, the nows I yeah but that, that, was just,
2: that was just through not knowing the market I guess yeah. um,
0: well anything that you feel should have been on there
2: no, yeah, I've, I've read it out so you can look at the list now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything that I'm surprised about, mainly I can talk about the films. Not really. I mean, it's it's the biggest films from the year before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, the cool thing as a film fan um, is that Wolf of Wall Street's on here. Yeah. Because uh, studios have kind of stopped making 18-rated films for grown-ups. You know, yeah, 18-rated horror films. Yep. Even then, they're 15s. But it's just stopped. And when we grew up, they were some of the biggest films yeah, yeah, yeah. that would come out. Fatal Attraction... Uh, Science that of wasn't an 18, was it? Yeah, was Trail it? Fair Attraction was okay. hard 18. It's a long time. For Sex it. and violence and mm-hmm. Science of the Lambs. Just f- films for grown-ups. Yeah. And I think there's been this fear by studios to make them because they will cut out such a mar- big market. And so they're trying to make every film to hit the four quadrants, as they call them. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and this year, uh, Wolf of Wall Street and Gone Girl... Yeah. have both been hugely successful Wolf of Wall Street is the most successful 18 rated movie since Hannibal in the UK Wow, and that must be a good 12, 13 yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, yeah. at least yeah. Yeah. so I think that's a really good sign I hope this sort of signals You're seeing a
0: lot more of that stuff go, go through to TV now though aren't you obviously a lot yeah. of stuff you're seeing in Game of Thrones is pretty yeah. extreme Yeah. and Ma- then obviously Hannibal yeah. is like properly hardcore yeah um even though stuff like gotham that you want to be a bit more hard-hitting is not yeah so
2: well, i'm just hoping that and they're these kind of mid-range budget films you know like a 30 40 million dollar film that it shows that they can make a, a hell of a lot of money if they're Sh- done right what surely
0: Gonga wasn't a mid-range budget film
2: no i think that was it yeah you're right i think that was yeah. a bit more but you know they're not effects driven movies no they're just it's just drama and, just and the, like, the money spent on you know getting ben affleck or I was gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio, his, yeah. his
0: tag alone was probably pretty yeah. sizable and I have no idea how much Scorsese film would cost, but it seems like that would be quite high. But i yeah. imagine it'd be
2: high. Yeah. He makes one
1: a year, doesn't he, Scorsese? He
2: does now. But it'll be interesting to see. I guess, although probably we won't be watching it. Fifty Shades of Grey will be the next test for that. Did he market. make one last
1: year?
2: Um, he didn't, did he? Wall Street. Wall Wall Street was his last. Yeah, album. maybe every two years. Oh, maybe every two years.
1: <laughs> so, are there any others apart from Fifty Shades of Grey that are coming out this year? That could grown-up potentially ones. Be I don't 18s. know off the top of my head, actually. Oh, um, so it's not it, eighteen,
0: is it? I thought it was a 15, 50 shades.
1: Is it? I don't know. I think I it know. probably would have to be. Yeah. I think they want to appeal to a huge market. Yeah. Yeah, but Even everyone, wants, like everyone wants the a proper sex, t- don't they?
0: I would assume that it's probably going to be implied. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like a full grot version. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that would, wouldn't it be interesting if they did a 15 and 18 rated version and released both cuts and see what would happen? I oh, yeah. would you love,
0: like, in the same way that you see 2D and 3D, is that, yeah, That I think that's a great idea. How do we get that? How do we make that happen? They
2: do the unrated versions of horror movies for DVD release. Well, that's become a bit of a marketing mm. ploy now. Yeah. Where um, you know, the, the goal that you couldn't see in cinemas.
0: So why is it any different from watching it in
2: cinema than watching it at home? Uh hold on, I'm just I'm just finding out that. Oh no, it hasn't got a rating. It hasn't got a rating yet. Okay. Intriguing. Maybe I made that up.
1: Mm.
0: Uh yeah, so why why are they allowed to release uncensored versions at home but not? At the cinema, I'm not sure. Um, is it because if you're watching an uncens- uncensored version in the cinema, you're more likely to stab the person next to you, whereas at your home, it doesn't matter.
2: I think there are different. I'm sure different laws apply to what the cinemas can show to what you can watch on home. That's ends. crazy. Yeah. No, maybe I'm wrong. Then yeah. I don't know. Uh, but maybe it's purely a
0: marketing ploy. Yeah, I think that's what it is mostly.
2: Boo. Uh, any game stuff though that's
0: of interest there. It's all the kind of, it's it's of stuff that you would expect. But I think the interesting thing is, is that it just highlights um, the gap. Now, I think, you know, again, reiterating, this is units. It's not actual cash made, because yep. I think games mm. tend to be a lot more expensive than any of these kind of things. So I think if it was based on actual revenue or profit, then you would see a lot more up there. But yeah, I just think it goes to show that, you know, there aren't actually that many that break in there. Like The fact that Watchdogs made it, I was quite surprised by yeah, But I guess, you know, before that came out, there was so much excitement because when that was originally announced, well, it was coming out with the next-gen consoles, there was nothing else out there. So pre-orders was through the roof. I don't think you'll see that with Watch Dogs 2.
1: It seems like FIFA and Call of Duty are always going to be in there.
0: FIFA is the, the well, yeah, both those games are the games that are played by people who don't play games. Yeah. Right? So, and the other thing that it doesn't take into account there actually is iOS stuff. Mm-hmm. Because um, I wonder where I don't know Flappy Bird. Would yeah, crush. yeah, yeah. Or Candy Crush. Yeah. Now, surely that, although that's in terms of units, it free, it's
1: huge, it's free, isn't it? Candy Crush.
0: Um, and I, then you I don't know I guess
1: so, but isn't it? Would that not count towards um, sales anyway? I yeah, don't know, but mean. if
0: it's free, that feels a bit. I don't know.
2: Yeah, because otherwise you could. I don't. I don't know. I do but have yeah. uh, just. Talking about the U- the UK and global box office as well, which this doesn't include. Yeah. So um, globally, Transformers: Age of Extinction was the biggest movie of the year by quite some distance, over two hundred million dollars. Mm. Um, it, it's the only film that crossed a billion this year. Wow. Uh, Guardians was second. Maleficent, X Men, Hobbit. I'm
0: surprised by Maleficent.
2: Yeah, that's been, that's been a huge breakout hit, like right. Disney have really had a huge made a huge amount of money out of that one. And so with them having that in Guardians, it's been a really good year for Disney because those are two films that could have tanked.
0: Mm. And then Home Ends on Frozen, which let's yeah. face it. So sorry to go on about yeah, Frozen. Yeah. There was a program about it on over Christmas. I saw that, like, yeah. Really interesting mm. because the expectation really wasn't there at all, mm. and they had the kind of film plot in place. And then the people who, so the people who write wrote a lot of the songs were the people who wrote the songs for Book of Mormon, mm. which I never realised. And obviously the guy who played was whoever in Book of Mormon plays Olaf. Yeah. Um, but um, it was all around Let It Go. They had a story up till then. Then let and it was going in one direction as Elsa being the evil queen. Mm. And Then Let It Go came out and they turned it on its head and it was about her you know empowering herself and all this kind of stuff so mm. they they basically rewrote the script wow which was quite interesting
1: same thing as toy story wasn't it originally woody was going to be like the uh, the evil kind of toy right and then they had one of those sessions that they have at, at disney yeah where everyone kind of gives all their feedback and they turned it on their head again yeah
0: but so. it was yeah it was really interesting and then because yeah. the first part was really about the film and then the second part was then showing the impact it's had on and i've seen it firsthand how crazy yeah <laughs> girls yeah. go for it it's, it's insane i've seen nothing like it like scarlet we got her a, a portable karaoke machine for christmas and frozen was one of the cds and she literally just walks the, around the house screaming let it go and it's
2: like, oh my God. wow you say you got that for we, it, should, we did yeah. we should That's get shameful. that on camera we should get that on camera that'd be a good video uh yeah but you, youtube there's a million there's of a them. million yes yeah. Um, But interestingly uh, The UK chart Versus the global chart For the year So the biggest film of the year Globally Transformers Not in the top 10 in the UK Good Good The number one film in the UK For the year Lego movie Not in the top 10 globally
0: Mm. That's crazy
2: Yep Yeah I don't know why It's not in the top 10 globally But I'm I'm also It's I'm amazed that Lego Is the biggest film of the year here Yeah That's huge Um Hobbit is just behind it. And to be honest, Ooh. we're talking a calendar year and Hobbit will overtake it in terms of total yeah, of course, gross. Yeah. Yeah. But in the calendar so two year... Two Warner
0: films, top two are Warner films. Yep, the so UK. they've had
2: a good year in the UK. Yeah. Uh, in between is was the third biggest film of the year in the UK. Um, and what I'm really pleased to see is Paddington has made a huge amount of money. Right. It's on 27.9 million. It's currently number seven, but I think it's made another three million. and so that
0: only came out just before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. so that's going to make a huge amount of money. It'll do well on home ends and there'll be sequels. And That's
0: really good because... I am. I had very low expectations right. in that film, like even from the, when they announced they were doing a Paddington movie. So mm-hmm. even going in to see the screening, which I then left forty minutes later, with yep. a child being unconsolably <laughs> crying. But from what I saw of it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: no, it's a really good. It's a really good movie. It's really yeah. cute, yeah. isn't it? And it's Studio nice Canal who released it. Who released a lot of very good movies every year, and it's it's by far the biggest hit they've ever had. Right. And they've done it. They have financed it themselves, so yeah. they're mm. very happy. It's interesting. It's out in the states next week.
0: Still not so out. we'll oh, see. Wow. We'll right,
2: see okay. if it ha- does have crossover appeal in the way that, because obviously it's the same producer as Potter. You know, could it could it weave the Potter magic? Yeah, mm. this very English tale.
0: Is Big Hero Six out here yet? No, not yet. Still
1: not out. Close, no. Close. It's half about a week away, isn't it? Is it a week away? I think. So. I think. I, I it think can't think be it's half term.
0: Scarlett's only just gone back to school on Monday. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, but
2: the overall UK box office was down three percent on the year before. Right. Uh, but I just think it's because it just wasn't a good year for big releases. Was
0: Interstellar in there at all?
2: Uh, not in the UK. In, the st- in Globally, it came in at number 10. Right, okay. But mm, this year will be the biggest year on record. I'm going on record to say that. Yeah? Yeah. Because you've got four potentially billion-dollar movies. Yeah.
0: How many do you normally get in a year? A couple. Right.
2: Uh, so there's one this year, maybe a couple last year. Uh, it, I'm, I think – I'm sure that four will, 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 will make a billion – next year and there's a chance that 5 or 6 might. Yeah. But you got Spectre, Jurassic World, Star Wars and Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Huge, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a big year this year. Very exciting.
1: Am
0: I allowed to say I'm not actually that excited for Age of Ultron?
2: You're allowed you can say
0: whatever you want. I will be lambasted, I'm sure. Huh. The other 3 films I'm more excited about seeing. Yeah. In those four.
2: I don't know. Cuz I didn't I wasn't a big fan of the Jurassic World trailer. Right. I think Age of Ultron, i probably want to see more than Jurassic World.
0: Yeah, it's like I enjoyed the the first Avengers. I, mean, mm. I could see why it's a good film. But it just left me, same with Guardians, if I'm honest. I watched it and I was like, okay, I probably will never watch them ever again.
2: You're just waiting for Frozen 2. I am. I
0: cannot watch. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought Finding Dory was out this year and then I checked and it's next year. No, but I think oh. there's two
2: Pixar movies this year. So which Because we didn't have a Pixar movie last no. year. We've got the good dinosaur inside out.
0: Yeah, but I want Finding Dory.
2: I forgot to say this as well. On the Frozen tip, uh, Sky Movies tweeted today. Uh, it's the biggest premiere they've ever had on Sky Movies. Uh, five million uh, views in the first week wow. on Sky.
1: I don't know how, what That's other figures are like. I just find like. It crazy. Yeah.
0: Like, honestly, Frozen is just next level shit, man.
1: Yeah, It's a phenomenon. And they are doing a Frozen 2, aren't they?
0: Yeah, whats the face came out and said it. Yeah. yeah, and there'll
1: be a stage, there's a stage show and a an nice yeah. thing and everything. <laughs> that was brilliant. Actually, in the show, did you see that where they had the stage show or like sing-along in yeah. theatres yeah. here and it was like the two Princess Queens and I have never even seen Frozen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it literally <laughs> it was, was like that. Like, oh, kids just really like Frozen? Because like, I, I wondered... It's crazy. Accent. What's that accent, Rich? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Because oh, I, do I
0: wondered that. whether it was officially licensed yeah. or whether they just that's did a, it. That's what But I thought. it was on the official Fro- Frozen programme, so it must have been. Yeah. But, I, I honestly don't think that Disney realised it would do that no. kind of stuff, because for the first nine months of last year, as you all know, I spent my entire life in Disney stores trying to find Frozen yep. stuff. And then in the three months up to Christmas, they'd obviously got their marketing stuff into gear, and it was just everywhere. It's crazy.
2: Let it go, Alex. I will. How many times are you going to make that joke? Uh, should we do the reader feedback? Yes. <laughs> okay, I got the first piece from James Martin. He says, uh, "Duck Hunt and Happy New Year." Uh, with excitement building for the new Star Wars film, my ears pricked up the other day when I seen an advert for a weekly magazine with parts to build an authentic one to one model of the Millennium Falcon. I bought the magazine at two ninety nine and was impressed with the quality parts and what you will be getting and in info contained inside the magazine itself. However, for you to have the complete model, it's one hundred issues at a regular <laughs> price of eight ninety nine. That works out at eight hundred ninety three pounds <laughs> for the model with just under two years to complete. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts? Or are these types of subscriptions a total waste of money and time?
0: They're, I hate those things. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It's ridiculous. You could buy a real Millennium Falcon for that much. <laughs> it's balls, isn't it? It is absolute horse crackers. Um, Imagine spending £1,000 or just shy of £1,000. Yeah. If you'd have bought, uh, Lego did a UCS version of the Millennium Falcon in 2007. And I think that was 250 or 350 quid. But if you want to buy one now, they're thousands of pounds mm. because they're so valuable. Or you could just go and buy that.
1: My um my girlfriend actually recently just got a job, uh, marketing for that magazine. So well, why do
0: not we get her on the podcast and get <laughs> her to explain? Let's get herself. some answers. Well, well, you, say...
1: you give us some answers then, Rich. Phone, her up, right, now. phone her up now. You've brought this up, but well, she hasn't started yet. <laughs> oh. but um, why, is, I, why I mean, is this a
2: magazine she wanted to work for? She should quit before she starts.
1: <laughs> well, they're obviously making quite good money from I was it. I say, think yeah, right. get paid all But right.
0: surely, <laughs> like episode one sales up there. Yeah. yeah. Episode two there by episode ten. Uh, uh, sorry, magazine number 10, no one's buying it. I
2: Issue.
1: Don't, uh, apparently a lot of people have a lot of these models in their houses and they absolutely love it. There's so many ma- different magazines Why that you can get you as well.
2: you spend £800 on I a mean, model? I mean, I think we've all um, seen this advert, haven't we? Yes. Mm. They've spent a lot of money. Yeah. This has been on the telly all Christmas, which must have cost it? a fortune. Do I have don't ask it? me. I ask remember.
0: Rich. Rich is the expert. Well, who was it that said that Oh, no, he said that he's got it. Do you have yeah. to paint it? Or what
2: was his name? <laughs> James, James Martin. <laughs> Do, you, Do you, you have to, have paint, to paint it? it?
1: Yeah, or,
2: I don't. Because obviously you, don't. you have
1: to build it, but if you have to mm. paint it as well. I think you, the way you could look at it, though, is if it's 8, nine, $8. 99 a week, is it? Every two weeks? That's quite a lot say. of money. It is, but... Well, 100 if, issues. If you don't go to the pub, yeah. you can easily spend a tenner on beer, on like two beers... Yeah, down the pub, and if you don't do that, then that's kind of beer money, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but why I, I, not buy a really good model for about half but the but price? Also,
1: also uh, you know, that's that's Over all very hills. well talking about for
0: it two
2: years to finish it. <laughs> that's oh. all very. Well. It's a weekly magazine, and that's all very well talking about it in terms of beers. Mm-hmm. But the, the bulk of the adverts I saw were during kids' programmes. You know, this, this, they're trying to get kids on board for this, and, and kids bugging their parents to spend £9 yeah. a week. Yeah. Mm. £9
0: is... But then again, you know, a lot of, like, normal, like, video games mags these days, admittedly monthly, but they're, like, 6 quid, and you get nothing with those, mm. apart from paper.
2: I don't know. Uh, you know what, though? i I'm thinking about it now. I do think if you built this, if you bought them all and built this, it might be worth a fair bit of money one day. Yeah. And if you kept it in good order, in good nick... Yeah, did you ever have any of
1: those? Magazines? Imagine
2: missing
0: one, one issue. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> I'm sure I did. Nothing springs to mind. Really. I say like not the mm. ones that you spent a long time putting together. Yeah.
0: See, I had, I didn't have ones where you built stuff, but I had, uh, I collected. Oh god, I think it was. It was all about jet fighters. I wanted to be a fighter pilot when mm. I was a kid, so I collected. I think it was called Interceptor, and it was about all these jet fighters, and you'd have big foldouts and yeah, all that kind, of stuff. kind of bit like uh, Dorling Kindersley does in books now, but
1: back in.
2: I That's was easy. more a Zoids person. Oh, Zoids were good.
0: Zoids.
1: My uh, my flatmate actually did um, lose an issue once, or didn't lose an issue, just didn't buy the issue one week, right. and then couldn't get that part. And he was making a robot, and so a whole year kind of spent. Probably not the whole year, but maybe you like must, five months into it, and then you order miss out it direct. a direct. Mm. You must have been out. To well, I don't know. It I mean, when I did, when I had mine, I collected Where's Wally. I had, I've got like the whole Where's Wally folder collection. Right. Don't be jealous. It is, mm. It's pretty special. Um, but don't know what that is. Where's like, Wally? Do you know what Where's Wally is. What's a folder collection? I don't know. Oh, it, it was kind of like an of educational magazine of, like, right. ancient Egypt, that kind of you thing. You just must have really but, liked um, looking at pictures for a bloke in a red and white <laughs> yeah. jumper. But I used to get that from the newsagents every yeah. week, or every couple of weeks, whatever. Never ordered it in, so...
2: Well, yeah. I think way? this is a big fat con.
1: There you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> next piece of feedback. This is from Mark War... Hi guys, I have a query about the boutique cinema going experience, although I may admit the words boutique cinema do make me cringe a bit, so from this point forward, I'll refer to it as Grub experience. What? Cinegrub. Okay. I don't quite know why. I was hoping Chris might be able to share some info on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's just made up, so... He says, I live in Dorchester and there aren't a great deal of these cinemas around, in fact none that I'm aware of, so my cinema-going experience has largely been targeted at Cineworld and local independent cinema called The Plaza. Uh, Directed at you, Tilly, Uh, can you let me know what your favourite cinema experiences are and where the best ones can be found? If needs be, I'll travel to London, but I'm intrigued to know if there are any cinema-going experiences that you know of a little closer to Dorchester well you've sprung that on me where's Dorchester down south yeah, south west is it yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, you've sprung that on me I think get yourself on a plane to Austin Texas and go to the Alamo Draft House whenever you want to see a movie why because so it's the that? best cinema going experience why I've spoken about it on the podcast before but it's, the, it's where they bring you the food and drink yeah and the food's great the drink's great they're designed in such a clever way that you don't have to speak to the waiters or even see them it's all done how, how do you order food then uh, by um, there's, a, there's a menu in front of you and a little bit of paper and yeah. you've got a table in front of you and you take the menu down and there's a tiny light under the table so you can read right. uh, the menu under the light without anyone else kind of annoying anyone else and you write down using the light yeah. and then you put your bit of paper there and uh, the, the, the seats are staggered so there's like a walkway yeah. below your seat and, the, and the, the, the staff just come by the wait staff and they kind of crouch in front of you they'll look at the bit of paper and then they'll give you a thumbs up and they'll be gone right. and then they'll come back with the food
0: so I'm going to see um, so my local <laughs> cinema The Rex in Berkhamsted, yeah is I've never been before but apparently it's like you get a table there and you, a bar and all that kind of stuff yeah. and I'm going to see Tinkerbell there <laughs> not this weekend the weekend after Right. so I'll report back and let you know how that is
2: yeah do I mean I've, I've not been to a lot of the kind of uh expensive boutique cinemas in london mm. actually I've been, I, I've been to a few of the hotels that do screenings and they're lovely mm. you know they'll lay them on and you can pay for them it costs it costs a bit of money but like on a sunday you can come up and have lunch and a glass of champagne and watch them a new movie or a classic movie at I didn't realize various it. hotels and I didn't things like that I
0: hotels actually opened up to the public yeah they,
2: they do like screenings at the, at the weekend because it's a good way for a good yeah. form of revenue yeah. so that's something there's something to do I think the Charlotte Street Hotel does it definitely um,
1: what's the one in Soho what's that cinema that's Soho Hotel oh no no there's a cinema in Soho that I think does like a, a meal thing as well um, is it Curzon Rooms Curzon. Uh, well, there is a Curzon Cinema, Soho, but
2: that's. Uh, there's the Curzon Cinema. Um, that's going to be closed, isn't it? There's I a Curzon. So, yeah. There's a Curzon at a hotel, so maybe mm. that's the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I haven't been to that, so I don't know. And then the Prince Charles is always good fun for the programming they do, but I just I don't really like the seats or the sound or the <laughs> blooming picture there. But <laughs> you can have a fun. <laughs> so just so so go the buy a DVD. You can have a fun yeah. night out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, couldn't be more helpful, but that
0: was sprung on me. Yeah, yeah, well done, Rich. Rob Porter writes in saying Chris Tilly no he doesn't actually he just says Duck Hunt uh, my most anticipated film is Jurassic World I loved the first movie when I was 16 and quite happily watched a new one every couple of years but his best game of 2015 is a bit trickier the only game that has him even a little bit excited is Scholar of the First Sin which is the add-on pack for Dark Souls 2 which I thought there's a lot of good games
2: coming out this year Mm. he should talk to Krupa because I think Krupa similar to him on both counts
0: but Bloodborne yeah Like if you like Dark Souls you should play Bloodborne if you've got PS4 obviously yeah, but Jurassic World definitely. But um, that's my second most anticipated film. First question. Star Wars? Of course, yeah. Yes.
2: I've got an email from Sam who says, Duck Hunt. Uh, he says, uh, Chris Tilly, if you're reading this, you're an idiot. After going back and reading a review of Locke, I must say you're an idiot. After I saw Locke, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it and appreciated on a technical and emotional level. And your bloody six point eight, I find offensive, and I don't see your other points relevant. And why you didn't like it? To the others of the pod, keep up the banter, and hope you have a great twenty fifteen until you're all right. So that's pretty passive aggressive, I'd say. Idiot, (laughs) idiot, Um, idiot. mm, Okay. (laughs) And variety is the spice of life, Sam. It's good that we could all have different opinions. No. You've not been particularly. You've not really made clear what you disagree with me on, though. Here, you're just saying you disagree. Yep. Uh, so Should maybe if you you need to elaborate, really in more detail. If you're going to take me out, I feel like I backed up my points in that review. I wish I'd like a lot more. I was quite excited about it, and then I was just a bit, a little bit bored.
1: I watched it recently, and I would agree with you actually. Six point eight is a fair score.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
1: well acted. So you're an idiot. I am an idiot. What are you gonna do? Uh,
0: I've got an email from friend of the show Andrew Voke saying Happy New Year. Uh, just thought from the new Ant-Man trailer The Marvel Netflix series uh, I remember these upcoming TV shows Being described as having a gritty 70s film feel. feel Were they ever described as that? Yeah yep. okay, right. Do you think that some of it will be I don't like your uh, highlighter pen It makes it hard to read Sorry Do you think that maybe some of it Will actually be set in the 1970s Maybe given the origins of the Kingpin Or even some of the crime families Like the Maggia, for instance. I thought that then that could connect with Hank Pym and Jane... Oh, my God, I can't speak. Jane Van Dy's early crime-fighting days as the original Ant-Man and Wasp during that time period. Uh, It would be an easy and cheap way to show cameos of those characters without bringing Michael Douglas back in.
2: Yep, no reason why they couldn't do that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be flashbacks. There's there's flashbacks all over the place in the Marvel Universe these Mm. days. You know, Agent Carter's got her own show. Um, I think there'll be a flashback to... That time in Ant Man, in fact.
0: Well, yeah, because you and Cooper dissected the trailer, and there was a couple of bits that like lent themselves to being
2: flashbacks, wasn't there? <sighs> yeah, it wasn't so much that. It's just that on the cast list, they've got um, John Slattery playing Howard Stark, right, and oh, okay. uh, which he has done in previous films, and um, Peggy Carter being in it. Right, so, right, right, right. so I, although they didn't, it wasn't in the trailer. I think they will. And, yeah, there's no reason why, why all this stuff can't cross over. I think it could be really interesting if mm. it gets super complicated.
1: Definitely. I like the idea of that. I'm really looking forward to Daredevil, actually. We got the release date yesterday, didn't we? Not yesterday. Yeah, a April. Days ago. yeah. April. Good Amazing. times. Be fun. Uh, next piece of feedback. Duck Hunt and Happy New Year from Daryl Sharp. Talking about eagerly awaited games and movies for the coming year... Um, my favourite game is probably going to be, or the game I'm most looking forward to is probably going to be Arkham Knight. It's looking so good so far, and I enjoyed the previous releases. So I hope the Xbox One can be can be used to give the game its full potential. Although I wouldn't mind, although I wouldn't mind a Bond game to go with the Spectre release. Only if it's worthwhile, though. No film license cash cows. N- knowing film license cash cows, they have had enough time to get the format right and should be able to match Goldeneye by now. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, Arkham Knight, I think. That's probably one of my it's be most anticipated good. games of this year. It's going to be good. Really looking forward to playing that. If you'd have watched last week's
0: podcast uh, and skipped past the, the drilling bit, yes, uh, we highlighted that
1: as being one of the games of this year. Oh, there you go. And what do you think about uh, a Spectre game? I should have done, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Gav should have done. Yes. Um, what do you think about a Spectre game? Uh, hmm.
0: It's hard to say, right? Yeah. Um, the only reason being is because I'm not sure that the new James Bonds lend themselves to video games that well. Mm. Uh, but the only, in my opinion, the only truly great Bond game is obviously GoldenEye. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know anything about Spectre. Yeah. Apart from it's got a new car in it and a really moody Christoph Waltz. Well, there's not enough
2: time to make a good game between now and the film coming out. So. Unless.
0: I I, really, yeah. I I bet you somebody will try and... No, oh, but there wasn't a Skyfall game. Was there a Skyfall game? Maybe there was. Maybe it was an iOS game or something like that. We'll mm. see. Don't know. Uh, it says nobody likes you at the top of this. Yeah, my next piece of feedback says you will die alone.
1: Oh, my mine <laughs> says you smell like dog sick. So, who the
0: hell's
2: done that? I would say it's uh, that idiot Welshman. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've got an email from Joseph Mitchell who says, Evening Chaps, Duck Hunt. After reading everyone's best of 2014 list and thinking of my own, I felt a lot of indie films were on top this year. The past few years, we have seen some really great films come out with overwhelming 80s vibes. I think The Guest was the best film of 2014. Do you think the resurgence of cult genre films worshipping John Carpenter and James Cameron is making a comeback? And will we see a lot of them in 2015? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, as anyone that listens to the show knows, I like an indie film and I, I really enjoyed The Guest and I like cult films from the 80s. But I don't think we've got any more happening at the moment than there has been in previous times. There'll yeah. always be people who, for whom that floats their boat. You know, that's this generation making films, the guys in their late 20s, early 30s, are mm. people that grew up with that stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know of a huge amount happening this year, but they're always going to be bubbling around and we'll, we'll keep covering them because yeah. I, I love all that stuff. Loves it. Thanks for the email, Joseph.
1: Next piece is from Andrew Monaghan. I hope I pronounced that right hello pod people duck hunt and happy 2015 my most anticipated game is Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain mine too for mixed reasons Ah. Um, the level level of anticipation is as white hot for this game as it the level the level (laughs) teeth in the level of anticipation is as white hot for this game and what it means for the big boss the same way Metal Gear Solid 4 meant for the story of my favourite gaming character Solid Snake yep um, does that make any sense to you at all no good no sense does it make sense to you <laughs> yes okay good um, could the solid could the solid series of games be put into retirement after this game no if this if so would this be Kojima's final involvement with the Metal Gear with a Metal Gear no. game and if so does the series move forward after a compelling narrative that has nearly been 30 years in the making it's not going to finish on this game
0: Kojima has said for the last god knows how long every time he finishes a Metal Gear game he goes that's it I'm never gonna do another one, and then a few months later he goes, "All right then, I'll do another one." All All right? right. Like that's, Konami lives and breathes for that game. That is yeah. the thing that keeps them ticking over. So there's no way that they're gonna stop doing Metal Gear. But
1: could Kojima kind of dip out?
0: I can't. I can't see it happening. He's such a. Con- I don't mean this in a negative way, but that is his vision. Mm. And it, obviously he works with a big team of people, but it just feels like if you've ever watched any of the Kojima st- Station stuff, he's the person driving that. He's not just the the kind of, you know, the public face. It does feel like he's the one that's driving it and pushing it. He's not, and no disrespect, he's not Peter Molyneux. Mm. He's really like the, the driving force behind it, and it's, it's, it's been his baby since
1: the very beginning. So okay. I don't know. So, even if they wanted to make another one, he probably couldn't see it without him being in it.
0: Uh, I, being part I, it. I, I think that will probably happen down the line. I don't think that will be the next game. Okay. Uh, Email from the legendary Jamie Martin, the uh, admin on our lovely Duck Hunt Facebook group, saying, just a quick one, I'd like to issue a public apology on behalf of myself for anyone who attempted to join the Facebook group on the morning of today, which is Monday the 5th of January. Uh, His phone took a mind of its own and rejected a couple of join requests. Anyway, if you did join or tried to join, he says resend and I'll happily accept or a more than capable admin will his place. So, Good stuff. Um, if you have tried to join uh, the wonderful Duck Hunt group on Facebook uh, and you were rejected, send it again.
2: I don't know if you saw, but the Duck Hunters uh, they did, I think they could put it to vote what the Duck Hunters favourite game of the year was mm-hmm. and they just announced the results just before we came in here. Uh,
1: and I know it already.
2: South Park, the stick of truth. Really? Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get an email from them. Maybe we can talk about it a bit more. So IGN's
0: podcast. best of 2014 goes live next week on Monday. Uh, that's the overall awards. I know what the overall game of the year is. Mm. But I can't say. Mm. Flappy bird. I can say it's not stick of truth. <gasps> can't believe you said that. I okay. So anyway, stay tuned. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Mm. Uh, I think that's it for reader feedback. Yeah, yep. So let's tackle the games out this week. Well, the, the short of it is there's no games out this week. But and yet you've you, listed eight of them. If <laughs> if you let me finish, if you're a PS Plus member, then going live on the seventh, which was earlier this week, you get for free Infamous First Light, which is the expansion to uh, Infamous, which is good. Uh, you get Prototype Two on PS3. DuckTales Remastered on PS3, The Swapper on PS4 and Vita, and one for Dan Kilby, Duke Nukem 3D. He was so excited by that. Yeah. He even, bless him, he charged his Vita up especially for it. Oh, bless him. Um, But if you haven't got PS Plus...
1: Oh, looky. So no games apart from that?
0: Nothing. Well, January is dry. Yeah. Dry Jan. Dry January. They all got battered over the Christmas break. So they're now taking January.
1: Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Movie wise, we're in award season now because uh, the Oscar films that came out in America in December are coming out here. So we have uh, Into the Woods coming out, the musical based on the Stephen Sondheim stage musical, uh, and uh, Meryl Streep's in it. James Corden. Mm. Uh, and we ah we gave it a reasonable review and i can't remember what the number was but we said it's an enjoyable musical experience with disney going in an edgier direction than usual with fairy tale so yeah if musicals float your boat check it out but pump out a
0: lot of films don't they They do wow
2: Uh, and the maybe the more interesting release of the week is fox catcher which unfortunately i haven't been able to catch uh, catch up with myself yet but um yeah all three of the lead actors in that are up for are going to be up for awards around award season mark ruffalo Channing Tatum and Steve Carell, mm. based on a true story, quite bleak, depressing tale of a uh, wrestling team in America, um, and we said it's a dazzlingly dour, dazzlingly dour Foxcatcher fox wraps economic hardship around mental illness and pays it off with three incredible performances. That's easy for you to say. So if you want to be depressed, I would go and see Foxcatcher, but it looks Brilliant. pretty good. Yeah, it does look
0: okay. pretty good. Yeah. Go to the cinema
2: to be depressed. We're just go and see Paddington again.
0: Not with a four year old. Anyway, that is it. That's our first proper podcast of 2015.
2: But I will talk about next week's podcast now because okay. we it's going to be slightly different. Uh, it's not going to be the usual podcast I'm not in it. Template. No, but uh, Alex nor is, is. Rich. Um, another Alex is. Yeah, we've got an Alex Garland special. So Alex Garland wrote The Beach, wrote 20 Days Later, Sunshine, Dread. And he's directed his first movie, Ex Machina, which comes out on January the 21st in the UK. So he's coming in for an hour-long chat with us. And we're going to talk about everything from the new movie to the games he's playing. He's a big gamer, isn't he? He's a big gamer. He was involved
0: in the Halo movie project when that was
2: done. He was. um, He was involved in... What was the game he did?
0: Uh, Enslaved.
2: Enslaved. Um, I know he's a big Last of Us fan, a big Destiny fan, a big Dark Souls. So we're going to Mm. talk to him about that find out what's going on with Dread 2 um, whether or not there'll be another 28 Days Later sequel hopefully and um, yeah X Machina which is a really good film so we won't be doing uh, really feedback or out this week or news or talking point but he's a really interesting guy and, a whole lot more yeah
0: cool so that's it keep your eyes and ears out for that podcast next week uh, and we hope you enjoy it and we'll see you very soon bye bye cheerio